All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. Wherever you are tuning in from, just know that we do truly appreciate it here at the High Button. My name is Justin Belanger. We have a very special guest coming up for you today on the podcast. His name goes by Johnny Sharif. When it comes to the International Federal Bodybuilding competition he is mr canada 2017 the guy's absolutely ripped i'm excited to talk to him talk about some of the disciplines that he has to go through uh in order to be a professional bodybuilder um what he does outside of his craft what he's like as a person uh it's going to be a great podcast everyone sit tight you know what comes next here we go All right, this High Button Podcast is brought to you by Coldstream Distillery. Made from natural spring water, Nova Scotia's original vodka soda, cream, crisp, refreshing taste, zero sugar, zero carbs. It's local, unsweetened, gluten-free, made from only three ingredients. Made here locally, Nova Scotia in Stewiak. Great product. We drink it here at the High Button. Uh, You should be drinking it too wherever you're listening or watching from. Frosh Week is around the corner, so all you young kids out there going back to school, make sure to go to the local NSLC, pick up some of that good cold stream, and uh, you'll have a great time. It's also good for hangovers too. You won't feel as bad in the morning. All right, let's jump right into it. What's up, Johnny? Thanks for coming, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, You're big, man. You're you're, you're ripped. (laughs) I'll just... You're fuck. You're rat. You're. Have you always been like this? Like, how, when, when did you get involved into to bodybuilding? I was looking at your resume. Very impressive. Uh, bodybuilding was like a. Uh, it was a backup plan. Um, I, I went to St. Mary's for uh, football. Um, oh, did you? Scholarship there, yeah. And uh, my last game against Acadia, we were like losing, which sucked. It was our first like loss in like years in the uh, AUS championship. And I'm sitting there like, what am I gonna do next? Because I didn't want to sit in a you know an office and whatnot. So. Throughout the career, a lot of like guys who were bodybuilding were like, you should bodybuild and stuff. And back then, I was like, I'm not bodybuilding, wearing a little banana hammock and all that crap. And I was like, screw that. And yeah. then, you know, lo and behold, I'm sitting there like calling the guys back up and like, yo, when's the next bodybuilding show around here? And, um, you know, I just end up you know, doing the first show April 5th, April, um, yeah, April in uh, 2012. And I finished school 2011. So it was like, from St. Mary's. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I jumped right into it, you know, head first right in the deep end and then uh, found out this was probably the hard- hardest sport I've ever done in my life. Yeah. <laughs> like whenever I look at people that are in bodybuilding, I just, I, when I look at their bodies, I just think of discipline. I just think of like, cause when I talk to people as well that are in the thing that you're, that you're doing, it, it's, it's, it's the diet, it's the discipline, it's the sleep, it's the amount of food that you eat. I just feel like so much goes into it. Um, did you always have that discipline when you were younger or is it something that you, you think it came along the way as you got older? Um, the, the nutrition part of it, which is the really hard part, no, I didn't. Um, I kind of had a little bit of idea, but when I was, I started, I started training like uh, seriously in the sixth grade. So my uncle was a uh, professional tennis coach. Cool. He was also a, you know, um, an all Canadian football player, this and that. And he brought me to the University of Windsor. I'm, I'm from Windsor, Ontario. Okay. And I trained with him for a bit and then, you know, we went on. So like I've always had that passion for like training. That was awesome. Love that. But the nutrition part of it really didn't really come in until I would say um, we had a, we got a new coach at St. Mary's, uh, Dan Laramie, who introduced, um, you know, calorie intake and, you know, carbs, fats and proteins and, you know, just being able to manage that because we had to have a certain we had to be a certain body fat. Each position had to be a certain body fat at the beginning of training camp. Wow. Yeah. So um, wait, what position did you play? I played running back. I ended up okay. being running back, started running back, then playing um, slot back, DB, okay. then back to slot back yeah. running back it's like a hash position okay but um yeah so we got you know we had a little bit of a an idea of calories and whatnot but the the discipline of it man it was, it was i've always been disciplined when it came to training so when it when it came to this um sport it wasn't really hard for me to be disciplined doing it because i've always been regimented and whatnot but yeah. i just didn't i didn't really see or really understand or i wasn't really aware of the depths of discipline you had to be because like with body any sport Hockey, baseball, football—you take your cleats off, your helmet off, you're done. Yeah. For us, it's like it doesn't stop. Yeah. You you jump in your community to it, you're committed to it all year long. So yeah. I'm just gonna close that door really quick. Yeah, yeah. We can. There it is open this time. Oh yeah. Coffee's great. Is it? It's awesome. I have mixed reviews about the coffee. Some people like it, some people don't. They're not real coffee drinkers then. 
What's that? They're not real coffee drinkers. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Most people, yeah, well, I don't, with milk, I'm not a big fan of it with milk, but with cream, but my parents, they never have milk or cream in the house, so. Oh, well. Um, so, football, you you went to St. Mary's. That's yeah. sick. Did you ever, were you there when they were good? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's the best. Well, that's, a, that's a legit question it to is. ask because they suck right now. They're not the best. And I'll say they suck. Um, love you love you guys. Love you, the Maroon. But you guys <laughs> suck. And, um, and uh, I, uh, I was there from 2007 to 11. So, so I that's was at good. The, I was at the tail end of the, um, you know, that you know, ride, like we've been good for like, I think it was like 20 something years. We won the AUS championship. So we were the last class, we were like that last game, um, 2011, we lost. I was like their first one. And then after that, you know, our coach got fired in the shitty way. And I think that whole, that whole, you know, situation was like bad karma for the team. So I think the, the you know, for the players for a bit, were kind of getting the, the bad karma from, the coach the, getting let go? Yeah, the coach being like he was like going like the shadiest way. Why? What happened? It was uh yo, I'll be totally open with this. It's pretty it's pretty shady, but um I was able to be really in, involved within like the community and the football team. Um, because I was like I came in St. Mary's as an as an adult student, like I was twenty four when I came in. Okay. And um me and Steve Larry, me and Steve uh Samara were like really close. And uh it was our last the last game. We had some we had these three awesome recruits from uh, I think it was Concordia Concordia it was uh, Champlain, one of the really good school, um, you know, JUCO, whatever kind of uh, okay. teams in Quebec. Okay. And uh, we brought them out. This and that it was great. Then the next day, like they were here on like, say like the Thursday after our last game, we brought him out. Sunday comes, coach goes back to his office. His office is locked. And like, it was, it was, it was done dirty. It wasn't even like a, you know, here's your, you know, paper. So you have, to, you can resign on your own kind of thing. It was like, they locked his office. They kicked him off the campus. They were trying to take, the uh this this the school or like the team van that he had that he actually got from Oregon's that he had so he had all of the all of our you know community stuff our sponsors and all that he did a lot of that himself because the school wouldn't really put out the funds really? so we did a ton of like you know fundraising fun ra- like tons of fundraising um I got actually the community service of the year award had a boy my last year um because of all that and uh they just did him dirty they did him so dirty and uh Funny thing is now is he got a job at uh, um, what is this? Oh my god, it's in uh, Ottawa. The school? Yeah, Ottawa got a brand new school. Carlton. Um, Carlton. Yes. Carlton. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Carlton got a brand new like athletic facility. Yeah, I've been everything. there. It's incredible. Millions of dollars. Incredible. In Privately owned. They hired Steve, and Steve ended up being like you know bring the team to you know a championship. Within like the four years, like so, their school's been just being like awesome. While St. Mary's has been on like the steady decline, yeah. just yeah. you know, shitty. So unfortunately, yeah, but you know, that's what happened. It's <laughs> a rough go. Yeah, yeah. They're in a lawsuit right now too. I'm pretty sure they were about a player. I don't want to bring that up. That's too much bad publicity. But still, yeah. Well, at least you were there for the good years. Yeah. It's unfortunate that you had to go through that. Yeah. Or yeah. not you, but your coach at least. Yeah. Um. You know, I noticed at the beginning of the podcast, you said that you didn't really want to sit in an office, so you had to figure out something else in order to, yeah. to make money. Well, when did you think you realized uh, in your personality you weren't really an office guy, a nine-to-five guy? I, just, I wasn't a guy to sit in school. So you, <laughs> you have, yeah. So, I mean, I, I enjoyed St. I enjoyed St. Mary's because I got, you know, university, I got to pick one classes. I did criminology and sociology, mm. and they're very, like, uh, integrated and whatnot, so... I liked school then, but like throughout my earlier days when I was younger, I couldn't stay in school. Like I couldn't sit in class for more than like 10 minutes without doing something ridiculous. Yeah. And that actually like, you know, um, I paid for that in yeah. the long run. But um, I just didn't want to, it's, it's not me. Like I'm a competitive guy. Like, you know, my dream was to always be you know, a professional football player. I always saw my, and I had the, I had the talent. I had the ability. I was highly recruited. I just blew those opportunities myself. So in my head, I was always like, I want to be a professional athlete. I'm not done. I have to be, you know, is there another route I can take? So when bodybuilding came around that opportunity, I saw, like, because I really know not much about this sport, to be honest. Like, I knew what it entailed, you know, you know, dieting and this and that. But I didn't really know the opportunities it had as a business mm-hmm. and the opportunities it had as an actual, like, sports, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I got into it, I dove into it as serious as I could. And then, you know, I saw the avenues of being able to be a professional, what you can do with it. And... Know, business wise so I already had a business when I was at St. Mary's um, coaching athletes I called team hardcore training okay and I was coaching you know I was coaching the U16 provincial team 
um, I was coaching them. Like I was taking a lot of those kids and you know bring them through like strength and conditioning. So okay. I started off coaching just athletes, and then when I got into bodybuilding, I was like, well, I can get into coaching, you know, bodybuilders as well too. Contest prep, nutrition, diet, those kind of things, and taking my athletic ability, my athletic uh, athletic knowledge from the past and be able to integrate that into my training into my programming mm-hmm. and then it just kind of hit off so um bodybuilding doesn't really make you the most money at all when it comes to competing but it gives you the ability to make a lot of money when it comes to the network ability mm-hmm. which is awesome so i have my own office now and it's at my house mm-hmm. and i make you know I, I make a career out of it i'm a sponsored athlete i get paid salary by my sponsors i get you know i, I make really good with um, my own business itself and I travel the world, so you know, I'd rather do that than sit down in an office. Like I wanted to be a cop at one at one point with RCMP. That was an option. I want to do like you know social work and whatnot because I did a lot of work with kids in the university. But I feel like I can if I can do if I can give my give back a different way, my own way, and enjoy that. That's mm-hmm. what I want to do. I like how you said you didn't put like you don't have a specific thing that you do you branched off into a bunch of things you branched off into training you branched off into other companies you branched off into football you branched off into all these things i hate when people put a cap on business and say this is what we do and that's it i don't think that's correct i think that when you put a cap on yourself it limits yourself to what you can do and i feel the industry you're in i feel like the sky is the limit i don't know like do you train people that are overweight and just want to lose weight or do you train people that just want to get ripped i um i train everybody so I was gonna, it's, yeah. yeah, it's not just, I'm not just secluded, just bodybuilders. Cause honestly, to be honest, I can't stand training bodybuilders. Why is that? It's just, Cause we're selfish. Really? And everyone, you know, we, we know we're prima donnas, you know, it's me, 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 me. I need this done. And you know, I, I, I enjoy training the bodybuilder. I'm going to say bodybuilder. I mean like the whole, the whole package, like your bikini competitors, your phys- figure, your physique, not just male bodybuilders, but the whole spectrum. And there's not a lot of bodybuilders that are actually going to make it as bodybuilders in each whatever class they're in. Plus, it's really hard. So a lot of people like <laughs> a lot of people really like the idea of it mm. until they have to actually sit there and diet for a show. And then, you know, when they're actually when it gets really hard, you can see their true colors come out of what they really want to do. Like like I hear it all the time, like, this is my passion. I really want to do this. I'm like, well, how long have you been training? A year. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's not a passion. Sorry to tell you, you know what I mean? So I train, um, I get more out of training, you know, your general fitness. You know, I love, I have, I train um, employees at the Nova Scotia Power Building. So I have like, you know, that work. It's well, they have it. They have an awesome gym facility there, which is dope for the employees. Yeah. It's like that place is epic. It's almost like it would be like a Google office for just Nova Scotia Power. No way. And Emera. Yeah. And now they're building a, like a, a better gym across the street that's connected. That's going to be twice the size. So I got to get in with that. And, um, you know, I train like, you know, I train people that are overweight, parents. Um, I have a client that had cancer. She found out she had breast cancer while I was training her. And she stayed with the whole time, um, you know, while going through the whole process. And then went through it, beat cancer. And right now, I was like, I got, like, she's, like, the most motivating person to see, you know, train. So, I, I love that part. How rewarding is that for and you? That's crazy rewarding for me. No that, money can buy that. No. It's like, and then seeing, like, because I'm like, you know, you, you might get some bodybuilders who have some kind of a background in training. Yeah. But taking someone from zero mm-hmm. to, you know, to where they're at now is, like, that's more rewarding to me. And then seeing them be able to, you know, implement it and, like, like put that into their life. Yeah. And, you know, say, like, I can now, you know getting off the couch is way easier. Holding my kids is way easier. You know, yeah. the kids running around. So I get that kind of feedback. That's more rewarding to me than, yeah. you know, I got first place. And now don't get me wrong. When I, the athletes I do have that are like extremely like passionate, that gets me up too. Like when I, when I get a connect with an athlete, who's got that real passion and drive and you can see their passion is genuine. Just like a workhorse, just like that, ready yeah. to run through a wall. That kind of stuff for me is like that. I would love to train that mm. only, but you don't get that. And I'm not yeah. going to turn somebody away either because I'm the kind of guy who's like, if I can bring it out of them, that's great. But mm. as a coach, you can't coach, you know, mm. ambition and hard work. And you can't, co- you have to, that's yeah. your choice. You can only give them the plan and hope they do mm. what they're supposed to do. But, you know, I train like, I train everybody. And um, I like, I like that. 
you know yeah i feel like there's a lot of people like what we talked about at uh, nova scotia power there that don't that want to work out but i feel honestly there's a lot of people that just don't know how even the basics i swear to you like if i didn't play hockey and go to the gym when i was younger i wouldn't know what to do at the gym there's been times where i was 16 15 whatever 17 like doing something on a machine wrong yeah and i feel there's tons of people like that that are out there that want to go to the gym but just feel like they're going to look stupid at the end of the day so people like you are needed in that sense yeah uh, it's it's true. Like it's uh like the Nova Scotia building is like, I think there's over 500 employees there. It's a nice building. It's a beautiful building. Yeah. And I had, put it a little, Mike a little bit. Closer, I had about sorry, two yeah. two classes there that I do Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And there's the max is only six. I can we can hold within that like that gym, like oh, within okay. the little the little um they have like a group X little room. Okay. So if you think about it, like it's twelve max out of 500 people. So think of that. So 12 max. Or a, oh, at, at a time. At, yeah. So at a time. So like you think about like I, I see I train about 12 of their employees and there's 500 there. And there's probably about like when I go there, there's probably maybe like five because they have a really passionate um, health and wellness guy that works there that actually makes things work. This guy's this guy's name is Mel. He's just like a passionate fitness dude. Like Shout out to Mel. He's awesome. Good dude, man. And uh, um. Between him and like maybe like five other people that are there, it's like this place should be full of you know because it's, they they get it's almost like free for them. It's their own gym, mm. so it doesn't cost them any money really to be there. Oh, so the, so the employees don't pay you. Nova Scotia Power pays. Well, you. the employees pay me, but it's they they pay me themselves, and I give them, it's a sweet rate. It's like a it's a fixed rate for all of them. So no matter okay. who shows up, they pay for that. So Sick. some might be paying only really ten bucks. Yeah. Um, to be there, but as a group, you know, if people don't want to show up, they don't show up. Mm. But they still have to, you know. But they still go, so it, it's it's benefits them. They could choose to go if they want. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they 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 pay, and then um, their gym membership uh, comes off of their pay, but they get it back at the end oh, or something okay. like that. Anyway, so okay. it costs them literally nothing to to be there and have like a trainer like myself. Like, I'm not trying to like blow smoke up my own ass, but <laughs> yeah, I'm one of the better trainers probably in this side of Canada, probably in Canada. Out of boy. And um, you know, they utilize and yeah. see the and see the, you know, the benefits of it. Yeah. So they're getting a good deal. I mean, if you get an if you're working that nine to five at Nova Scotia Power and you have an hour for free time to be able to go into the gym, you don't even have to leave the building. Do they have showers there? They got they got showers, they got a food court. They got a um, that's like you know a on like on site chef or whatever that yeah. cooks their food. It's, yeah, it's dope. It's awesome. Like everything there, they got a little room they can hang out in. Like wow. you can literally stay there all day long and not leave. And then and it's downtown, so if you want to go for a walk on the on yeah, the, I some like the, during the summertime I do a lot of my uh, outdoor uh, my my uh, group X uh, stuff outside on yeah. the boardwalk. Yeah, in the morning, which is like the dopest scene ever when yeah. you wake up. So yeah. it's you know it's it's legit. So. They have they have the benefits there and uh, they use it. You don't, man. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. I, I'd be. Well, I hope other people are listening that would take advantage of that. But that's sick. Yeah. Most offices don't do that, or they might. I don't know. I haven't been in an office in a while, but I think that's incredible. Yeah. To be able to keep on top of your fitness, because like if you think about it, if you have to be at work at nine, some most people won't go to the gym in the morning or won't get a run in or won't do something. Yeah. And after five, if you have kids, I don't know. I think that's really great because the workforces wouldn't be like that back in the day, the eighties, the nineties. I don't think they'd have, no, they're not not pushing fitness whatsoever. No. And the fitness industry itself is like, it's become within the last like five years, this like new thing where everybody likes wants to do it now. Yeah. And fitness is such a broad topic. Like yoga is fitness, right? Exactly. Yeah. Think of the yoga studios that have popped up in Halifax in the past 10 years. Everywhere. Every corner. There's a new meditation studio coming in Halifax too. I don't consider that working out, but I consider it helping the body. It's it's helping the mind. It's it's helping something to to make you, you run smoother at the end of the day. Yeah. Back on the other side, back into the gym. Do you ever get annoyed of Pete? Like you said, like, how long it's your passion, but you've only been doing it for a year. Do you ever get annoyed of people coming up being like, Hey, how do I shape my shoulder better or something like that? And you know, they're just not going to take that advice and take it to heart. Like when I talk to my doctor and I ask them, I'm like, Oh, so what's the most annoying people like coming up to you? And then they, they say like diabetic people that just don't want to eat better. I feel like for you and what you do, there's people that I would ask you questions and they're not, they're not going to take the advice. They, they just want to talk to you. Maybe is, is that a thing? It's uh yeah. I mean, I'm like a, I'm like a walking advertisement. So I was gonna, yeah. I'm, I'm in the gym, like you know, I get the question all the time. But like I, 
I use that as an opportunity. It's an opportunity for me, like maybe I might get a client out of it. You know what I mean? Or I'm maybe just helping them out because it's like you got to think about like for bodybuilders for you know as a whole, we're not the we don't have the best reputation when it comes to you know I know interaction. You, you know, yeah. bodybuilders are like you know meatheads hood up over their head. They're well, you're intimidating. Content. If I came if like if I saw you in the gym, if we had no conversation, I saw you, I would just be like that guy. I just don't want to talk to him. He's probably <laughs> yeah. he's ripped. He's in the zone. You probably have a hood on or something. Headphones. Yeah. Like it's an intimidating factor, but. Yeah. I get it. You're 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 working your body, but yeah. I understand the reputation aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I do my I do my best to, and it doesn't take me effort. It's not like I have to like change myself, like you know, count back you know, to, to ten and be like, take a deep breath before I lose my mind. But it's, uh, I think I think it's like my obligation to go. I, I I'm the kind of guy that literally will see somebody training and I'll go out of my way, and oh, be like, you? hey, do this instead. And I'm not really. Sometimes I'm thinking. I'm thinking almost like business after, but just like doing them a service because I know no one in the gym really knows what they're doing. Like 90% of people <laughs> yeah, you're right. have zero clue what they're doing in the gym. Yeah. And when I see somebody do something wonky, especially like a good life and sorry, good life, but they're not going to, they're not going to go other way and help you out They're If you're not paying for them, they don't give a shit period. Mm-hmm. So I'll go and help them out. I'll, you know, give them a point and they'll be like, Oh, thanks. But then again, now they can say like, I met a bodybuilder. He was cool. Yeah. Instead of being like, I met this bodybuilder who's a dick. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. It's uh, it's very easy for me to do. I like do I like it. I like talking. Um, well, it's your passion. Yeah, yeah. You like selling it. Do you yeah. carry cards at the gym? No, no, no. I don't. Even, to be honest, like most of my uh, my advertisement comes from like referral. It's like literally one hundred percent referral. That's I'd, good. So that means I word of mouth is working for you. It, it is. And I've I've I thought about it, like you know maybe putting a little more effort into actually advertising around here because I do see it. I'm not. I do see a lot of trainers around here. Mm who are getting awards for certain things. I'm looking at them like, man, like not anything against them, but I know the quality of what they're bringing. And I'm like, I need to put myself out there more because people could probably utilize me a lot more than, you know, this this industry is like, is, is very, it's, it logic goes out the window when it comes to fitness. If I go to a doctor I know my doctor is went to school for nine years or whatever, got mm. their degree, went to whatever, pre-med. I know he's a doctor. Yeah. I wouldn't go to a doctor and be like, yo, what's your background? Like, I watched House. <laughs> you know, I watched every season of House, and I've been to House. the doctor. You know what I mean? Like, And that's the fitness industry for you. It's like, what's your, what's your certification? Um, I did a bodybuilding show. Or I've been working out for twenty years. It's like that doesn't matter. Like, so do you think there's people in the industry making money because they're they're doing that? Hundred percent. So they're better at the the the, the business side of it than than the actual lifting of the weights or training part. I of it. I wouldn't even say really business because it's not it's not hard to sell yourself when you look better than the person you're selling your mm. whatever to. You know mm. what I mean? It's, it's not hard if I, you know, if I walk up to somebody like they're automatically gonna be like, this guy has to know what he's talking about because he's a bot. You know, he looks big. He's better than yeah. I am. You know, that's what it is. And people don't really, not many people will ask, what's your certification? What's your qualification? They'll just be like, you look better than me. I'll pay you for this. And it takes no, it takes no effort whatsoever to sell yourself. So a lot of people are getting a lot of fake news, like tons of fake news. I have clients, I got clients who have been with other people who are, you know, who, who don't even know how to do, you know, like I've been asked questions by some people for help to help train some new client they have. And they're like, hey, I got a new guy and he needs to lose weight. Where do you go from there? And I'm like, how do you train this person if you know what the heck you're doing? Why are you asking me these questions? Yeah. First of all, you should know what you're doing regardless. But these people have like, you know, five to 10, 10 to 20 clients that just don't know what they're actually getting. But it's very easy to fool people in this industry. It's very, very easy to fool them because no one asks. I feel like all you need to really be is be a, you need to be a great talker. You have to show that you, the results in your, your own body. That's it. That's it. That's completely it. No one, no one knows the difference between me and Jimmy Joe down the street, especially when it comes to like, you know, like so, uh, I was interviewing a girl, uh, Jen Dory. She's a, she's going to the Olympia this year. Shout out 20. to Jen. She's awesome. Um, and she's like, you know, we're uh, bodybuilders are on Mars and we're everything on Mars. We're the, we're the, we're the shit on Mars <laughs> off Mars. No one knows what the heck we are. 
no one knows the difference between an IFBB pro or somebody who's just who's done one bodybuilding show. They see bodybuilder, they see bodybuilder. That's it. That sounds like a business opportunity to me. It is. It's a very it's a it's a big one because you can either say that this industry is saturated or there's a lot of people who need a lot of help in the industry. So I just think if there, if there's a huge misconception about bodybuilders and you're saying that you're all on Mars and that's it, and there's another part of the world that doesn't really know who you are, the, 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 your your personality. I see that as a market that's not tapped into. I I see, I don't know. I just I, I picture something else that could come from that. If, if you're, yeah. when I see your body, I see a mentally strong person because I I'm, I'm mentally strong, but it's I don't care for working out, lifting weight. That's that's not my thing. Mentally strong is another aspect in life for me. Yeah. But when people see you, at least when I see you, I think of a guy that's committed to what he's doing. Yeah. And when people see that, they might get intimidated because you know you're massive. And I get what you're saying, how you're on Mars. And I think that if you're able to communicate with a lot of people that think you're on Mars, I think, I don't know, there's just something there to generate more money. I don't know what it is, yeah. but if there's a miscommunication between one thing and another thing and you're able to connect the two, look at us right now. Well, that's why, you know, I, look at us. And that's why I'm here, to be honest. Like, it's, it's an opportunity to be able to like, yo, let's, let's go on, let's go on a, you know, a podcast that doesn't cater to bodybuilders. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like. Good for who, you. Who would have thought that, you know, it's like take those. I see those as opportunities. Be like, I don't want to be. Yeah, I'm a bodybuilder. I am. That's uh, that's what I do. But I didn't come from. I didn't start bodybuilding. I started in a quote unquote real sport in a sense where we're more mainstream. So I come from a mainstream world and then I kind of section off into a very niche sport. Mm. So my heart and my life and who I am is very more mainstream than it is stuck in bodybuilding. So I've always wanted to make sure that I didn't just stick with the bodybuilding crew or the industry where I wanted to make sure that I can reach out to everybody yeah. who's not, you know, who's not in that, you know, niche, yeah. you know, category. So, Cause to be honest, like fitness is about like what, like two, three, not, not even probably less than 1% of the world population, mm. you know? And then you take just the people who are actually in, you know, fitness, how they take that actual like mm. percentage of like of the population of them, how many of those people are actually serious about what they do mm. and how many of those people actually know what they're doing mm. and how many of those people are actually just normal people. I see what you're saying. Because everybody knows how, everybody goes to the gym. Yeah. But everybody knows anything about bodybuilding. You know? I see what you're saying. And bodybuilding, to be honest, is the epicenter, is the core of fitness. Yeah. That's how it started. Yeah. Like, no, like you wouldn't have gyms or equipment or any of that if bodybuilding didn't start with like the Joe Weider brothers. They're actually from but the people only know. Did you go to Venice and see the gym? Oh yeah, yeah. me too. I was, I was there. At this uh, I compete at the uh, California Pro. Were you there? Yeah, oh, nice, yeah. awesome place, man. I was. I went to Venice and saw the gym. I didn't work out there, but I was yeah. watching the place. Really cool history up that whole. That's it's awesome. Do you know? I don't really know anything about it. Can you shed? A, I don't. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about it? Do you know much about it? Um, who is okay, so um, Ed Connors. Ed Connors is uh, he's old, he's retired now. He used to own the um, the Golds. Oh, that famous gym. Yeah. That's still a gym, right? It's still there. Yeah. It's still there. So, but it's in America, not in Canada. Yes. Yeah. So like, okay. so basically how like fitness really started, to be honest, is uh, um, Joe, Joe and Ben Weeder. If anyone knows those names or... Uh, he the, has a thing on Venice Beach, like a sign of him. Yeah. yeah that that's, guy. Those, yeah. yeah the, the Joe, the Ben and Joe, the Weeder brothers. Yeah. 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 Um, started like the magazine and stuff. And they started bodybuilding. So like if you see Arnold Schwarzenegger, they started the, the whole fitness industry in a sense where they started the... Um, IFBB, IFBB League and the uh, Olympia, which is like the Super Bowl of like bodybuilding, all bodybuilding shows. Is that still, the Olympia is still a yep. thing? Yeah, it's happening in about uh, um, September 14th, 15th, 16th. So it's coming up. Yeah, every I go every year. Is it in Vegas? Day. It's in, uh, yeah, yeah. It's I was going to say, everything big is in Vegas. Yeah, it yeah. used to be actually New York and then it moved to Vegas. But th- we that all started, like, they're from the, we are from Montreal. So like in like the nineteen like forties, I think it's forty or thirties, whatever. Um, they've been around. They started this whole thing, and then they moved to the states, and then it blew up in the states. That's how things happen yeah. in the world. And then we have you know Arnold Schwarzenegger is there, like you know is their face of everything, and he's still around, and he started winning all these shows, and people you know it started creating this huge movement, and Arnold's one of the faces of you know bodybuilding, and then a guy named Ed Connors was another guy who started the Gold's Gym, yeah. And, They've started playing all over the place, and Ed Connors would actually house a lot of athletes. You know, would bring in a lot of like pro bodybuilders to live with them, and to train and whatnot, and then get them contracts. And they would literally live at that gym in Venice. And then I think Ed Connors, like, I think they basically 
I think he just let that whole thing go. Where I don't know exactly what happened with it. Okay, I think it was like kind of a little bit of a a few between partnerships went out there. Okay, but it still exists there. So if you think about it, fitness started here in Canada, and moved to the states. I didn't know that. And blew up. That's awesome. Yeah, hence the reason why that our podcast that we're doing, where we want to cover just bodybuilders in Canada, because Canada is really where bodybuilding started. Cool. The fitness industry started here in Canada. You said Montreal. Montreal. Cool. Yeah, the bet Joe and Ben Weeder. Joe and Ben Weeder. It's pretty sweet. That's no sick. one knows that. So, without bodybuilders, you don't have good Tri- life. You don't have, mm-hmm. you know, Gold's Gym. You don't have, you know, LA Fitness. You don't have any of that stuff. Because it was actually kind of like, you know, it was a fad back then. Like, what's this stuff? You know, yeah. before health fitness was just going for a jog. Yeah. Right. I guarantee 100 percent of the listeners listening did not know that fitness yeah. started in Montreal or just Canada. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. Um, you, how do you, Arnold Schn- Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger. Yeah. have you ever seen him in the flesh in Vegas? <laughs> yeah. You ever talked to him? Yeah. At one time. Did the you? Dude, it's a, he's like, he's like above and he's like, just, he's a God. He, yeah. He like when he, I don't say he's a God, but like when he, yeah, the dude is like, he's, 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 he's the American dream to the nth degree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, comes over and the, you know, bodybuilding, can't really speak English, learns, takes English classes and stuff to speak. Um, for movies, gets in movies. Then all of a sudden, he's one of the best. You know, he starts the best action. You know, he's the man that starts those action hero esque uh, characters. Then he becomes a governor, and then he's you know he he starts his own show, the Arnold the uh, Arnold Classic, which is like around the world now has the Arnold Classic <laughs> show itself has more athletes in it than the Olympics, which is nuts. And it's only one percent of the world that is in this community. It's it's probably less. It's probably less. There's eight billion people on this earth. Man, it tells it's it speaks to me about the psychology of people that want to have this physique. There's like that's incredible to me. Yeah. Like one percent of the world, but yet it has more. You said the Olympics. Yeah. That's incredible. Like yeah. that's mind blowing. Yeah. That's mind fucking blowing. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. And then watching Arnold with his crew, he's like Arnold's in the middle, and he's got one. He's got maybe like three layers of security when he walks around. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Why would he have security? He doesn't seem like a guy that people would want to harm. He's, like, I think he probably wouldn't have that much if he was if he wasn't a governor. Is he still a governor? No, but he's like heavily like he's heavily involved in politics. Is he? So like what like well, what, obviously what yeah. he says does have does carry a long way. Yeah. So which is pretty cool. Like you know bodybuilding itself, that guy who really was a face of bodybuilding is a person who can like speak about Donald Trump. Like if you if you like if you honestly if you go on his uh, on his Instagram, yeah, he. He jives at Donald Trump all the time. Does he? All the time. He calls him out all the time. And it's cool to see. Because there's this dude from Austria that still has this, like, Austrian accent. Yeah. That's just, like, calling out about, like, legit, like, political issues that Trump is blowing it. Now, I don't want to get into Trump because that's, like, a that's a whole new, like, you know, monster. We'll be here for, like, days talking about that. But yeah. Yeah. It's 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 very interesting. No one really knows any anything about this at all. What, the guy has a great reputation. I feel like he's a great leader for the industry that you are in. Huge. Just... Yeah. Came over from another country, like you said. Took acting classes now. Yeah. Doing what he does. Yeah. That's incredible. I'd love to get out to one of those things. Well, I'd love to get to Vegas in general. But I'd love to, I'd love to go see an event like that. It would be an interesting event to cover. It's cool. It's uh, We actually, you know, if you, you don't have to go far. If you can't get there, um, myself and Greg Doucette, uh, we're, we have a company called uh, The, the uh, Movement Promotions. The Movement Promotions. I the like movement that. The Movement Promotions, and uh, we have our own bodybuilding show here in Nova Scotia, which is part of the IFBB. Okay. It's a regional qualifier that gets athletes to start at that amateur level that can get them to the next level, which would be a national qualifier that gives them the opportunity to win a pro card. So we have our show at the Casino Nova Scotia next year, April 27th. Just, just so you know, April okay. 27th. Plug away, plug away. April 27th next year, Casino Nova Scotia. It's the it's the uh, Nova Scotia Physique Championships. Boom. So if you want to like see what it's kind of an idea, what it's like at a very small scale. Okay. Where, where is it held? Sorry. Um, Casino Nova Scotia. Okay. So it's in the uh, Schooner Room. If okay, if I yeah. if I wanted a media pass, who would I go talk to about that? Me. You? I'm the promoter. Okay. Can I get a media <laughs> pass? For sure. All right. Because we do like I don't know if you've seen what we do. We do street interviews. We'll yeah. cover events and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, I would love you there for sure. Okay. Definitely. We'll, we'll do that. We'll set that up. Yeah. yeah. Any um. 
any event that we cover that I know nothing about, I find is 10 times better because I gain so much more information and I have more questions. Just like this podcast, like I can only talk for an hour, but I could talk to you probably for five hours about what you do because I know nothing about it. It's such a, it's like you said, you're on Mars. It's another world to me. Uh, It's just fascinating how you're able to generate money, how you're able to have a career in this, how you're able to travel the world, how you're able to do all of this thing. I don't know. It's just, it's incredible to me. I think it's sick. Did you ever go anywhere else other than Vegas? Like where, where other places have you traveled to? Shoot, well, this uh, so in the period of four weeks, five weeks, I was in uh, Jakarta, Indonesia. I was guest posing for um, a show they have out there, a little like physique show. It's actually not little at all. It's like huge. They have like four hundred competitors, all males. Is that a lot? Four hundred competitors? Like I don't know what. Uh, oh well, yeah, yes, yeah. It's it like yeah, four hundred. Like it's four hundred people competing. So how many people would be in the Arnold Classic? The Arnold, oh, so the Arnold Classic itself. Like, it, so Arnold Classic isn't just bodybuilding. They cover bodybuilding, um, bodybuilding, uh, powerlifting, um, so, okay. uh, CrossFit, uh, Taekwondo, wrestling, archery, like archery. Yeah, well, I'm talking like gym, like all like everything. It has like every single like so like thousands so many different of people. thousands. So there's about ten thousand athletes at that show. Jesus. And now he has the Arnold Classic in Ohio, the mm. original one. Then he has the Arnold Classic Africa, the Arnold Classic Australia, the Arnold Classic, you know. Why um, Ohio, the original? I don't, I, for, I forget exactly what it is, but I, I remember he started the Ohio, the Arnold Classic there himself in Ohio. I don't know why, I forget. Ohio, There's, interesting. I don't, I, I forget why it's in, it's there, but it's like, when it's there, that whole city is shut down. Like, uh, it's in Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland. So the whole world essentially Columbus, goes. Sorry, Columbus, Ohio. So the whole every, world must go there. The, everybody, yeah. everybody in the world, or the one percent world, yeah, they come to that show. It's the main one, so oh. it's the most prestigious Arnold Classic. Really? Yeah, yeah. I've competed at the show twice. Did as you? As an amateur, yeah. So they have an amateur division that runs um, with the pro division. Okay. So the pros and amateurs compete in like the same weekend. Yeah. Plus, you have all these other, you know, strong man. Yeah. You know, um, powerlifting, everything. It's, okay. It's, it's pretty crazy. It's like a, it's a circus. I swear to God, it's, it's really cool. Twenty four hours before a competition, what are you doing? Are you not eating? Are you sleeping? Are you, like, what? What do you? What do you do? It's, it's like. Is it hell? It, it's not hell. Leading up to the twenty four hours is hell. The twice twenty four hours is more like relief. So forty eight hours. Then. But it's like it's it's very very specific. It's very scientific. A lot of people are like you just cut water, right? It's like now like leading up to that, you're basically depleting yourself of of carbohydrates, glycogen, what fills your muscles up. So for like almost like a week, you basically oh. have like no okay. carbs. Why would you want to? De- I thought you wanted your muscles to be big. So this is how so this is the science behind it all. Okay. So you want to like basically deplete your muscles of glycogen, which is like carbs. Okay. So you do that, and then you start drinking a lot of water at the mm-hmm. same time. So th- prior to that, while you're depleting yourself of carbs, you're drinking a ton of water. So you're basically, just eating like meat and veggies, and then drinking a lot of water, keeping your sodium at a like you know, there's no specific range of sodium, but you're keeping your sodium in to keep your body, you know, hydrated basically. And then at the around 48 hours, it could be around 48 hours. Some people do like 72 hours before they'll start to carb load. Mm. But you basically cut your water down a, a lot, basically like almost like to drinking no water. And then everything starts to dry up. And then you start carb loading. So you start introducing carbs back into your body. So with think no, about, okay, with no water in your with body. With no water yeah. in your body, yeah. So think about like having like, think about having a balloon. Okay. And your balloon, um, you have a balloon full of like water. You're putting a bunch of water and you know, and uh, carbs in this balloon. chicken and chicken, whatever okay. in the balloon. Yeah. And then you suck all the, you suck all the, all the rice and stuff out and you suck all the, all the water out and you have just, you just have chicken stuffed in this like gross looking balloon. Okay. And then you start to jam carbs back into the balloon. So it starts to, those little like wrinkler start to, you start to push. I see. Okay. It starts getting smoother, less smoother, but like more denser and denser and denser. Mm-hmm. And then you add a little bit of water to kind of push it a little more. Oh. So basically, you're, you're basically, what you're trying to do is like take the outer layer of your skin, your subcutaneous skin level. So basically like your skin and then there's like a little bit of fat and then water above your muscles. Say that again, sorry. There's so so your skin first. Skin. And then under your skin, which is like sub, subcutaneous, it's basically like level of water and fat mix. So okay. if you pinch your skin, there's like water and fat in there okay. above your muscle. Okay. So the whole process of this whole thing is to try to get all that fat away so there's just water left. Oh. 
and you can't really go lower than about 4% as a male because you just can't survive on no. less than 4%. Okay. So then when you take all the fat layers out, then you deplete it. Then you start to take all the water out. So when the fat and the water is gone, the skin is just on muscle. Oh, right? I get it. Okay. So that ripped look you see, when yeah. you see like guys who are like ripped, you see like the cuts and striations and stuff. Yeah. That's a result of, uh, of a very, very low body fat percentage and very low water. Right? Okay. Okay. That the bigger look you get is when you start to eat more carbohydrates. So carbohydrates in, uh, come with water, like little bits of water. I think it's about like 250 grams, something, something like that, of water. Every every carb you have mm. introduces a little bit of water back into your, into your system, but the water goes into the muscle, not over the muscle. So okay. it's basically like pushing the muscle closer to the skin. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what you're doing. But it's a very grueling process because you're freaking thirsty. You're extremely tired. <laughs> you have no like you have no because like, fat is energy. When you have no fat in your body, like the l- lower amounts of fat, yeah. you're literally like zombie mode. Yeah. You can't really think straight because yeah. you but your brain needs fat. So like as healthy as it is, that process doesn't sound is healthy. not healthy whatsoever. Because your body doesn't want to be in that like your body is always thinking harmony, always thinking like homostasis. So whenever you're trying to fight your body with that, your body's a genius. It's gonna want to fight back. Mm-hmm. So that's why your like it's gonna start like throwing your hormones off, and you get a little more moodier, or mm-hmm. you're not getting sleep, or all those things that happen because your body's trying to keep itself from going to the level you're bringing it. That's what makes bodybuilding okay. so hard, is that you're trying to bring your body to a place where it's never supposed to go, and all your body really knows how to do is survive. So it's gonna do its best to make sure it doesn't go to where you're trying to bring it. Mm. So you're constantly fighting your body, and in that process of making this ult- ultimately beautiful physique, is like crazy internal turmoil, mentally and physically and biologically in your body, for about I would say a minute on stage. Ugh. <laughs> right. So, twelve, sixteen weeks for about a minute. Just thinking about that, I'm just yeah. What about after a competition? Like you go right to McDonald's, Bert, like what's your what's your thing right after? You, like you, your what's your reward? My the reward is uh, you do, like the thing is like you don't want to like a lot of people think that that's as soon as you're done you're you're just going bonkers and you're going to my first competition that was me yeah like before before that whole process me and my friend who were competing together we were like we went to Bulk Barn we like <laughs> got a bunch of like you know gobs all every treat you can get yeah. we like hit it in the car. Like, we're heating this as soon as it's done. Can't wait. As soon as the show was finished, went over and got a couple donairs. Yeah. Killed those pizza and then started eating all the stuff when the show was done. But guess what? What? Your body just blows right up. Like, immediately. Yeah. So, all that water that just, that was slowly taken out gets shoved back in. You get fat ankles. It, it's actually pretty dangerous if you do it, if you go too crazy. Plus, you can't, your body isn't used to eating that much food. So like yeah. in the process for about for at least about like eight weeks, you're really in a deficit. Where your body doesn't have your stomach's kind of shrinking because you're not eating as much food as you've been before. So killing food after is probably the worst thing you can do. But after a show, there's you do have a window where you can actually you can eat smart. Just don't eat like don't eat like you know ridiculous. So what do you house. do now? Like what if if you had like a competition? What, what a, would you like? If I had a competition, the competition's done. I go and get myself a blizzard. Oh, favorite thing in the world. What flavor? I have this concoction. It's like it's Oreo cook. It's Oreo um, cheesecake and cookie dough. That's a that's a veteran. And I put that and I do that and I put those and I'm like I need extra 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 stuff and I'm like I'll pay for it. Make sure you do it. I'm like basically you're getting half mix and half ice cream, (laughs) and I can tell you right now that every every Dairy Queen around here. They know my face. <laughs> so funny. they're like, all right, they'll make it. And they're like, they won't even flip upside down because they flip upside down and just pour it out because it's just all mixed. That's hilarious. But yeah, it's that and like sushi. Like that's my, Love my go-to. Love sushi, man. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I want to come to a Dairy Queen with you. It's You're like a celebrity there. It's, it's, it's <laughs> epic, I have epic cheat days and they're just epic. Epic? Yeah. What's that? You watch that YouTube channel, uh, Epic What's Epic Meal Time? Yeah. You yeah. ever see that? Yeah. That stuff's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to be able to get in on one of those and eat some of that food. Oh, just one time. One time, that's it, though. Yeah, yeah no you, more. Just feel like death after. So, how's life? Like, other than uh, like, what about outside bodybuilding? Like, what do you, what do you do for a hobby? Like, are you do you paint? Do you what do you what do you do? Like, I, um, what do you do? For, you gotta outside of podcasting. I like to do other things. Like outside of well, your profession, what do you do? The newest addition. I just had a baby girl last week. Congratulations, so, man! Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. You're fa- like, yeah, I'm your dad. first child. Yeah, first one. Man, yeah, I'm a dad. <laughs> Congratulations! It's, it's, it's nuts. That whole process was 
was bananas. Um, that's big, best thing that's ever happened to me. It's the coolest thing ever. She's like the kid. Her name's Selena. Her first name means moon. Her middle name's Liana, means sun. Yeah. So I got this like moon. I painted moon and sun theme in her room in her nice. nursery. Nice. And um, so a week ago she was born. Yeah, like uh, August 9th at three o nine a.m. Wow. Yeah. So like literally like eight days old right now. What's she doing right now? She's with mom at home, probably on the nip. And I bet you just want to get back there and see her, right? Yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Le- leaving her is just like it's hard to do it because she's she's fucking cute. Like I'm like I made this thing. Like <laughs> this thing is adorable. You know what yeah. I mean? So sleep's been pretty tough. So like, oh yeah, it has definitely been a, a change. But other than that, like you know, I play the piano uh, when it's when it's winter time. I hate I hate the, I hate the sun. I hate the really? heat. People are like, you're crazy. Yeah, I snowboard. I'm a snowboard instructor. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't so, like, guess that No one thinks that shit at all, right? <laughs> so, like, I guess, you know, when it's, when it's wintertime, man, I'm, I'm at, we're going to try and plan a, uh, you know, an actual trip to, like, maybe, like, um, uh, Sugarloaf? Montreal or something. Like or even Sugarloaf, yeah. I've been to Montreal Blanc. Beautiful. Awesome place. Yeah. It's, Beautiful. It's, it's same, uh, same company as uh, Whistler. Intro oh, West. is it? Yeah. Beautiful cool. place. I love it. So, I'm going to go there. We've been, if I, like, the last, you know, years, I've just been at Wentworth or Martok, just, yeah. like mocking up and down the mountain so yeah the mountain i'd say the hell but um <laughs> you know that snowboarding um i play the piano um you know i i, I draw i write you know i just creative guy uh, yeah it's you know it's 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 funny because people don't really know anything like that about me so like well, i think that like, comes oh, back to what we were talking about before yeah yeah branching out and just doing more stuff yeah and you know so yeah it's just, that's other than that man it's my daughter takes up all my time now and then yeah I've been putting it in front of my piano and like playing music and even, you know, just like kind of like drilling into her head right at a young <laughs> age. I started playing when I was three, so. Oh, really? Maybe she'll be able to right pick on. that up or whatever. But. Have you been reading uh, the baby books? Apparently, when you become a father, you got to read baby books. This you is what know, I hear. I don't know. You know what, man? Like, my wife, when she first got pregnant, she bought she bought two books right away. I read maybe a, a page. <laughs> I, so you're I just, was, you're winging it I'm here, like, right? I'm these books. Like, these, these books can't prepare you for this. It's like, you can't, there's no manual on how to raise a kid. You just literally, like, when I got it, it's like, I almost feel like a new like people were like you just get it like your instinct i i, I promise you it's it's got it has to be an evolutionary thing because as soon as it happens you just know yeah like touching someone else when little other babies i hold i'm nervous i'm like oh my god i'm gonna drop it like oh my now i pick i'm scooping her up i'm like you know i can just you know yeah. it's an evolutionary thing because when it's your kid it's like it just takes over interesting yeah yeah it's nuts have you ever seen the movie knocked up seth rogan yes that's Good all I'm movie. thinking right now. Yeah. Well, not that you and your your wife, girlfriend. Yeah, wife. wife. Well, if yeah. you and your, I'm not thinking you and your wife are like going to be fighting like that. But yeah. I, that's all I, I think about. Seth just trying to become a man in the matter of eight months, six months, it, whatever it, it is. It, it makes you literally like it. You just you don't have time to think about. I want to be a man. It's like you either be a man or you, or you run. Or and you run. Some people run. You know, and I don't. I don't see how that even like I can't even fathom that. Like looking yeah. at him, and be like, yeah, I don't want to take care of you anymore. See you later. That's a thing, man. Like, People run. How the fuck do you do? Like, it's like you got to be some twisted demon, not demon, but something. you got to you you know be I mean? something. Like, yeah. It's like when it's ours, like you can't just be like, uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna go play video games instead. Yeah. I don't really want to do, you know, I'd rather do something else. It's like no, but yeah, it's it's you know all that stuff that comes with it, the postpartum crap, yada yada yada. Yeah. It's stuff you got to manage, and you know you got to just be aware of it's yeah. almost like a mental illness kind of thing where you have to be aware and in, in the in the moment and be mindful of what you're doing yeah especially around the woman who's been through so much you know they go through i yeah. got mad respect for women man like yeah. watch that whole process and it's like whoa i'm glad whoa. it ain't me like thank you god did you have to do you probably have to do dairy queen runs for I'm doing isn't everything. that what pregnant women like is ice cream she i get I, oh yeah she's i get her ice i get everything everything she wants you so want something i'll pick it up you, you know. just ran errands for how how long is pregnancy six months eight months nine nine months nine months so you just ran errands for nine months essentially oh, yeah 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 man being a dad yeah how old are you 35 man. good time though that was well uh, yeah I don't know if I could have a kid before the age of 35 no, no i think that I, you're at the right age you think? yeah i had like uh i had a uh I could have, I would have had um, a child we, uh, a long time ago when I was like 22. Yeah. Me and the ex had an you know, abortion. Yeah. But uh, that's, you know, so think about that. Maybe it would have changed my life then. But yeah. for me, it's like, I think, you know, as a being in my 20s and stuff is like, yo, we're not that smart until we're like almost in our 30s. Like I didn't really start getting it until I was 30. Yeah. So like anybody who has a kid earlier than that, they got a man up real quick. Cause 
good yeah, advice yeah, yeah yeah what's one thing like you worry about like as a protecting a child like is it social media is it phones is it giving her an ipad too early like no. is it boys when she's dating like what's one thing as a father <laughs> that you like so like what's one thing yo, you think uh this is like one of those like this is like a all-out podcast right like i don't gotta be censored do it no you can Perfect. you want to you want to say fuck you can say anything so when you have a boy you gotta worry about one dick yeah when you got a girl <laughs> you gotta worry about a million dicks right so you're just thinking of dicks all I'm day right saying, now. Yeah, right? I like, yo, like, on my, I got on my, I, I put a, I put a post up. And I was at the uh, Nova Scotia Tactical, and I was like, I was a Nova Tactical shooting a uh, eagle. Yeah, and just like got an awful mic. Anybody, any of you kids born in 2014 to 18, yeah, just letting you know, daddy can shoot. <laughs> so, and I'm dead serious, like. I'm thinking like I, cause I'm a dude, right? Cause yeah. like you think like, yeah, I, it's a karma baby, honestly. Like yeah. it's for me, it's a karma baby. It's I was never gonna get it. I was never gonna get a boy. Yeah, like the the, the world was not baby. gonna was not gonna reward me with a boy. I wasn't the best dude when I was younger. Yeah, none of us are. Yeah, so you're probably gonna get a girl. So probably, yeah. But it softens you up, man. It softens you up and makes you so like patient. But you immediately start thinking about like, yo, like. You know, dick pics and stuff. If I see it, one dick, like when do I, you know, because I mean? you can't control that shit, right? Like, you can't. It's like, what do you do? Like, That's you know, like what do you do when you, when you get home? Your daughter, because you, you know you're gonna have your daughter's passwords on everything, right? You're, you I don't know, know, man. I'm gonna like, I'm, are you? I'm gonna be sneaky about it, like you know what I'm saying. But if I see one, you know, I'm going over and knocking dude out. But if it was, if I had a son, yeah, and you're sending off dick pics, I'd yeah. be like, yo, bro, like that's stupid. What are you doing? And I'd be like. Yo, who's a girl? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. Just, it's just diff- it's, it's, it's a whole yeah. it's a different dynamic, man. It's just, you know. Here's so what yeah. here's what I'm thinking. So you've seen Bad Boys and Will Smith. Yeah, oh yeah. Mar- well, even though I'm not black, I can be Martin and you can be Will Smith. Actually, Yo. no, you can be who was the daughter? It was Martin Martin no, Martin had the daughter. Martin, so I can yeah. be I can be Will Smith, yeah. even though I'm white. I can still play the role. Hey, hey. You can be Martin and when the boy comes at prom was it prom? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. picking her up picking her up for yeah. prom. We'll pull that. So how you're 18 so 18 years down the road give me a call we'll, cool we'll, we'll do it off i'm cool as long as you're bigger than the dude i should oh i can start, i'll start lifting weights i can i can get, get. Be. if i see some jack dude with my daughter i'd be like yo listen first of yo, all listen no football players <laughs> and um i've already i've already exited off like no, no hockey players either no that, that. <laughs> no hockey players football and hockey players are out of the question not a chance i no way i know i know we both are so not happening and i'm like maybe just asians and uh asians. And, and indians like they, she can date those too because i they're pretty yeah i don't know yeah asians is a safe bet yeah the only thing they got going is they're not the best drivers but everything that's else fine. everything else is pretty good yeah that's fine i don't have to worry about them being with their boys and yeah locker room banter <laughs> Tag man, yeah. all right, man. Let's wrap it up. Do you want? Yeah, uh, you got anything? If you want to plug away some uh, some businesses or events that you're doing here uh, soon, um, feel free. Go ahead. Yeah. So if you're in the area, Nova Scotia, we are having our obviously our bodybuilding show next year at the Casino Nova Scotia. It's the Nova Scotia Physique Championships, our second one. Last uh, this one that just passed was absolutely amazing. So if you're in the uh, bodybuilding industry, fitness industry, you want to showcase your physique for the first time or just get up there and get yourself qualified for the national qualifiers make sure you're there at nova scotia um casino nova scotia uh april 27th i also got to thank my sponsor nutribolics um uh grill aware versa grips uh grip fit audio um jaguar suits and and uh, the city of nova scotia <laughs> yeah, the city of Nova Scotia. Yeah, and the event that you just mentioned, the high button yeah. will be there too. Yeah. So if you want to come talk to us, feel free. We'll we'll, we'll be there definitely. Um, once again, I want to give a shout out to Coldstream for sponsoring this podcast. Delicious product. Thank you very much uh, to Coldstream, Johnny. Thank you for coming on, man. Appreciate I appreciate it. it. It was a yeah. great conversation. Yeah, man. Eighteen years down the road. Yeah, prom. That's that'll be us. I got you. All right, everyone that's listening, I appreciate you guys tuning in. If you could do me a favor, go to all of our social media outlets. That's Facebook. That's YouTube. That's Instagram, that's Twitter, that's SoundCloud, that's iTunes, that's all that good stuff. If you, if you could like, subscribe, comment, uh, I would truly appreciate that. Once again, I love each and every one of you for listening and tuning in with us here at the High Button. We will be back next week. We are out. <laughs>